1: Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. our a weekly talk show that we hopefully bring you some great ideas to think about and to consider and some great guests that can teach us and we have a great guest this, uh, this evening. Um, I'm your host, Gord Riddell, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Alexia Georgiousis. She's a naturopathic doctor. Hello, Alexia. Hello, Gord.
2: How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm excited excited. for the show tonight.
1: I know. You're all excited. We'll just have to for a few minutes. (laughs) Uh, It's it's very important for us to to, uh, talk that uh, today in Canada, it is our first proclaimed day of truth and reconciliation. uh, Be held every September 30th going forward. Uh, This day is proclaimed to acknowledge the horrors and the indignities that were inflicted on our indigenous peoples and their children. The last residential school, believe it or not, only closed in 1997. Not 1897, 1997.
2: And this 94. has been going
1: on for that long. It's That's frightening. Uh, in order to heal, we need to move to a place of acknowledgement of our actions by Canada, its governments, and its churches. And it's only by breaking the silence of our collective shame can we work towards reconciliation and healing between groups. That's how we connect. And if we keep silence around our secrets, then we never have a chance to uh, create any sort of possibility of healing. Uh, and shame only heals when it's brought into the light. In other words, we talk about it. We also want to acknowledge the land that we're broadcasting from is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anashnaubak, sorry, the I'm Chippewa, sorry. the hoot in Oshone, and the Wendat peoples, It is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by the Treaty 13 with the Mississauga of the Credit. Uh, We are live. We would like you to join in our conversation. Um, You can call us from anywhere in North America, toll-free, 1-888-346-9141. Operators are now standing by. Uh, That's toll-free anywhere in North America. Our guest is Mr. Doug Soule. He is an artist, he is a musician, and he is an internationally recognized drum circle facilitator. Uh, He's a teacher, educator, inspirational keynote speaker. He inspires schools, communities, corporations, and CEOs to reach their potential by connecting value-centered leadership with human rhythmic energy. I love that term. Mm -hmm. Using world music and percussion. Doug is the president of Soul Drums, an internationally recognized drum and percussion retailer. When he was four, and he has a very fond memory of the power of this memory, of that music was to connect us all. Uh, it moved him so deeply that he realized that music was his calling. Amazing at age four. Uh, it is a story and moment in time that stands still in his memory. He shares it with many corporate clients and training sessions when he is brought in to discuss leadership as an opener. Helps him to bring participants closer together and have a conscious attitude towards making deeper connections with one another. That's difficult. Many Soul Drum programs have slowly established themselves over the years as recognized, powerful, and multifaceted tools, not only for individuals' personal growth, but a magical, mystical, meaningful process that has the capacity to connect and heal the hearts of all. Welcome, Doug Soul.
3: Thank you very much. It's great to be here with you both.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I love that last sentence you wrote. Magical, mystical, meaningful process that has the capacity to connect and heal the hearts of all brilliant uh so at age four you you already knew where you were headed very few have that experience tell us about that
3: yes uh boy it takes me back uh let's say 50 some odd years <laughs> whenever i tell it to my my clients uh it always uh either brings a tear to my eye or makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up because it was very very powerful but um I came from a musical family. Uh, My dad is a a drummer and percussionist, uh, but he's a retired pharmacist. And my mother taught piano, and she sang in the choir, and she taught singing. We had many students come to the house uh, and taking private lessons with her. But uh, I remember being very young, and my father would bring home Um, instruments to practice on and he would turn up the uh, the uh, stereo and um, I didn't know he was in a band which actually was an orchestra (laughs) he he was um, practicing snare drum and and uh, all the small instruments triangles and wood blocks along with the recordings just to get his performances correct and one day uh, my mother dressed my sisters and I up in our Sunday best and off we went to the local high school auditorium, which is probably, I'm going to guess, a 1,500-seat auditorium. And it had an upper balcony. And I remember being in that upper balcony, and it was a brass rail, and she took us right up to the front row. And I remember the brass rail because I was so small, I could kind of just get off my seat and stick my head under the brass rail because I needed to see what was going on. And um, onto the stage walks the maestro and the lights went down and the red velvet curtain slowly went up and i started to look down and there was this 60-piece symphony orchestra and the conductor took his drums or his conducting stick and (coughs) tapped on the uh, music stand and he pointed off to the back corner and What's the first song that they play at a symphony orchestra concert is my question to both of you.
2: God Um, Save the Queen. I Uh, have no idea.
3: It's either God Save the Queen or we're in Canada. So it's...
1: The combination. Yeah, okay.
2: Oh, Canada.
3: Canada. National Anthem, right? What's the instrument that starts, oh, Canada? It's not the herald Trumpet. Is it a drum? It's a drum roll. So as soon as my father, and he played the kettle drums... Okay.
2: okay. Yes. Love the kettle drums. Yeah.
3: In the back. Yeah. Right. And I was looking down going, Oh my gosh. In the maestro, when he tapped, he pointed to my father in the back and my dad did the drum roll on the timpani like so. And I jumped up out of my chair and I yelled out, that's my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> right. And my sisters, they pulled on my pant legs and said, sit down. Right. Well, No, nobody sat down, everybody in the whole audience, we all stood up, and everybody started to sing the National Anthem together. And I looked around, and I thought, why is everybody standing, I don't know Canada, I'm four, (laughs) right? But I thought, my gosh, everybody's standing up, and they're singing this joyful noise together, was that me? That caused that? Because I was the first one to jump up. <laughs> um, and then I thought, well, oh boy, what, what, what was that? But anyways, I just thought, my gosh, that powerful drum that dad played in the back did this to everybody in the room. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So over the years, I started to reflect on that. I'm gonna take a little drink of water here. <clears throat>
2: I love that you use the sound effects because it really brought us into the theater with you and being able to to participate in that way, Doug. Sound
3: effect king. <laughs> That's what we do as percussionists and drummers. Yeah. But um, over the years, I, I, I remembered that story because my sisters would say to me, remember that day when we went and saw the symphony and you jumped out of your chair and yelled out in silence to everybody? That's that. <laughs> I, I do remember that and when I really started to think about it, it's like it was yesterday mm-hmm. it really, really does and when I started to write my my book on leadership and hand drumming called Transformational Leadership for mm-hmm. communities, corporations and classrooms subtitle Human Rhythmic Energy I had to tell that story in, in that book and you know I often reflect to the to the audience and I ask, ask my particular audience I'm in front of, and I say, so what do you think it was about that moment that inspired me to want to drum? What was it? And people put their hands up and they say, yeah, it was the fact of pride and your father was on the stage. I, say, mm, I thought so, but that's not it. And Other people would say, it was the power of the drum that connected to you immediately. I said, well, that's a big part of it, but that wasn't it either. And I had to really think about it before I penned it into the publication. And what it truly is, is how music brought that entire 1,500 people together instantly in a joyful noise, as I said. Yeah, yeah. All started yeah. to sing. Everybody was smiling. We all looked around the room, and I was moved like I've never been moved. So, it's it's the, it's not the power of the drum. It's just one of the tools, right? It's uh, it's it's one of the messengers.
2: Well, it's and, a beautiful description. And and for you, what about was it? Even though the drum is one of the messengers. What is it about the drummer rhythm for you that are, do you, did you come to understand that later?
3: Uh, yeah, I, I came to understand it later. Okay. Um, you know, over the years, uh, my started to play piano and practice. And, you know, my mother said, you got to learn piano, get your Royal Conservatory, uh, grade eight. <laughs> and uh, once you get to grade six, then we'll give you drum lessons. And the drum lessons oh. are not going to be with dad Cause dad had drums all over the house. Right. Okay. And I got to sit down and watch him play Dixieland and jazz drumming. And well, I learned my first <urry of Sod Apparentlygehen apparatus> <laughs> hi hat patterns and swing patterns on it, a- on his little drum kit. And um, you know, it, it, it became over the years more um, uh, involved in my life where I would join I joined a, a rock band in the church youth choir, and then I joined the symphony orchestra with my father uh, as the youngest member of the international symphony. At the uh, in grade seven, wow! And because wow. I wow. took piano lessons, I could read music, and I sight read all the xylophone parts. And the conductor of the symphony said, "Well, this is great. You're gonna, you're now moving from triangle and bass drum and woodblock parts." <laughs> to lead mallet parts. What is lead mallet parts? Well, playing marimba and xylophone and glockenspiel yeah. in all of the, you know, uh, Chopin and all of the uh, Beethoven and all of the classical material that was laid in front of us. And we would do a concert every six weeks. So weekly, we would have to rehearse. You know, and uh, to answer your question, then, then um, you know, in high school, I joined the high school jazz band and the concert band and then I started to do other gigs and I was still reflecting on okay i I really want to make this my living I love this um and then I knew I always wanted to write a book on a topic of drumming but I didn't know what the topic would be so I shelved it for I'm going to say the better part of eight years because I needed to find something that was going to really give a result. There are lots of drum books out there that are written by some major, uh, you know, historians and players. And uh, you can't just write a book and it'll just disappear. (laughs) So when I went to college, I I studied under um, a few of the percussionists uh, from Nexus, the world-renowned percussion ensemble, Bob Becker brought in Abraham Adzinya from Ghana, and he handed us a sheet music that was written with polyrhythmic drumming on it. That was on graph paper, and the graph paper was not notation like music notation. It was just X's across a line, and in front of each line was okay. You're the cowbell part. You're you're the Block part. You, you're going to be the high drum. You're the middle drum. You're the low drum. And there was literally 15 parts being played simultaneously. So we all just had to look at the X's across the right. <laughs> <laughs> so, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and whenever we saw an X, we would clap our part. Right. So, so I remembered that chart, and I remembered how I learned African polyrhythmic drumming from uh, the A-way people of Ghana, and I thought, oh, this may be something. Well, then I went on the road in a rock band and, so you know, the things started to... Uh, and then I played in a wedding band in Toronto and started to do all the jobbing musical things. Right. And then I got a job selling pianos at Remini's House of Music downtown. And then I thought, no, I don't want to sell pianos. Drums is my life. I want to um, get involved with selling drums and doing retail with drums. So as customers would come into the store, they would ask, I want to learn to play the bongos. And the bongos is a universal term for any hand drum from (laughs) any part of the world. Okay. they may be associated with, (laughs) right? So, uh, there was no book written for that. So then it it hit me. I said, I've got to write a, a, a hand drumming book. And I thought, okay. And, when i opened my company up i was going to call it soul drums but you can't spell it like my last name you can't call it fish drums or yeah
1: right it's good. To say.
3: <laughs> so we uh, i titled what the thought? first book the soul of hand drumming because it's all about touching the heart and how we come together in community which takes me back to being 4 years old how did that instrument touch the community it was how mm-hmm. the music touched the community and then when I started to teach classes of groups of people open to the public, many attendees would come from all walks of life. I did it really for the um, for the board of education to try and get it into the classroom for multicultural integration for the kids. And I did a pilot project um, in Toronto for the TDSB, and it went over famously. And. Uh, I thought, okay, this is it. I'm going to write a book on it. So I did. And the soul hand drumming, I'm really lucky. It sold over 35,000 copies now.
2: Congratulations. That's fantastic.
3: Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing.
2: Wow. Is it still being offered in the TTSB? Uh,
3: I'm actually a, a, a professional education partner for them now. where uh, I, I go in and run programs. Uh, oh, very
2: cool. That's great.
1: Very So good. important.
3: Not so much over the last year or so, though. <laughs> no, half half it's disappeared
1: it has disappeared we need to disappear too at this moment we will be back in two minutes we're here with mr duck soul from soul drums in toronto become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america
0: Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories, it is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together.
2: It's time to serve, learn, change the world.
0: We're listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering.
1: We are back. And uh, Doug, you were saying that you hadn't quite finished uh, an idea when you were rudely interrupted by commercials. Uh, <laughs>
3: Where,
1: uh, I'm going to hand it over to you. You've got the microphone. Go for it.
3: So so thanks. Um, yeah, I wanted to tie it all into uh, Alexia's question about how rhythm um, connects to me and how I see that as being a connection to others that come into my life. Um, you know, r- right now, the, the whole world is in a disconnect. Mm-hmm. and. Oh. It's you, you could just talk to any anybody, and they they probably feel stressed at some point uh, in their lives. But um, I I've been really lucky that through all of that timeline that I just gave the stories of going to college and music college, Humber College, and and playing in a symphony orchestra under a world renowned conductor, and learning this the the inc- Indicators of how a conductor pulls the passion of the music off the page mm. and into the ear of the listener and i've i've been a guest um, speaker beside um some of the world leading conductors um benjamin zander comes to mind uh and he's a conductor for the united states and I watched him, right before I had to do my presentation, have an audience sing together uh, Happy Birthday to a, a member of the audience who happened to have the birthday. Well, it, it just sounded like the regular old birthday party of Happy Birthday. Do you, blah. And he went, no, no, no. I'm going to conduct you. And let's sing it again. Because this gentleman up on the stage here, how do you feel after hearing that version of Happy Birthday? He said, well, I feel fine. It is my birthday. <laughs> he said, no let's sing Happy Birthday. And he took a deep breath and got everybody to stand up. And there was 2,000 people in the audience. Imagine that. And he conducted us to sing the most wonderful chorus, harmonized piece of Happy Birthday. And this guy was just blown away on stage. But it was how Benjamin did it. right? And seeing these people do this and witnessing it when I was younger, when I started to lead drum circles for the non-musical community, and I would bring my collection of instruments to them, I started to understand that those mannerisms of those conductors and those people and those mentors, Babatunde Tanji Giovanni Hidalgo, all of these guys I've worked with, start to come out in, in my... Uh, mimology my conducting skills um, and my listening skills and if I hear something that's not working I'll make it work and what happens is with the audience they become deeply connected to one another and to uh, themselves and it's not about the quality of music that they're making together although I try to make it really a major rhythmical event it's it's about the process there being taken through, and how it. And, changes
2: and it that's well. so beautifully said, Doug. Because it, you're you're tapping into, to create, to simply create, and it's not necessarily that it has to sound good. It can be really dissonant, but it's creating together. And I really am so anxious to hear you play right now. Can you play something for us?
1: Well, sure. Go, go, go,
2: go, go. <laughs> Gord, this <laughs> is not a drinking beer contest. Oh, oh!
3: I mean, I, yeah, I, a little too. That's right. A drum drum. to start <laughs> first? But you know, um, we're, we're talking about how it connects to um, the listener. When, we st- when, when I begin a drum circle or when a drum circle will start, um, there's just feeling the heartbeat and the pulse of just a, a simple rhythm. And then when that begins, I, I don't want everyone just to play that. I want them to dig into their um, unknown rhythmical capacity. And once they start to express in a, um, uh, an improvisational way, they're going to still take this very simple bu- pulse. But if you've got 80 people doing this, mm. some people are going to be doing this. All right, just overplaying. And some people are going to be going... And just keeping the best ability that they have to the pulse. And then some other people are going to be going... And and I'll hear someone playing something very... um, I'm not going to say complex like that, but that is complex. Um, and I'll try and get the other one, other members of the ensemble to uh, be more aware of that. But if it starts to go off kilter, then we've got to bring it back to the basics, the foundation, the
2: pulse. Mm. Yes.
3: And I'll bring the person who's doing this <laughs> to the forefront so everyone mm-hmm. can be re- Connected again and resynced. And it's so
2: wonderful, yeah. And and hearing it, you can feel the sound, and and that sense of cohesiveness and kind of collaboration. That but you're saying you're bringing it back. You keep bringing it back to to really
3: its roots. Oh, speaking of roots, I have to t- because we have yeah. Truth and Reconciliation Day. Um, yes, one of the most powerful experiences I had leading a drum circle. Was when I was um, I was working with the Rama First Nations up in Georgian Bay, and um, they had asked me to come up to um, Camp Kichikawana to run a drum circle for a group of boys from a private school that needed to study Indigenous history. I am not Indigenous. I am not um, going to even try to represent. Um, the importance of how um, indigenous drumming and music uh, connects to Mother Earth, and how it um, has been a healing aspect of their entire being. But I was lucky enough to make a make a, a phone call to a friend who connected me to uh, a chief, um, the late Chief John Snake from the Anishinaabe. Uh, uh, reserves and he's he's up in the Rama First Nations and they wanted me to provide a drum circle activity and I thought okay I'm going to combine all of these colorful looking drums and I'm going to bring some djunjuns from Africa and a djembe from Africa and I'm going to bring a doom back. but I wanted John to come in and tell the story um, of the indigenous drum and he brought a gathering drum that must have been 38 inches across and about three feet tall. Wow. And he taught the boys how to sing um, and how to chant and how to drum. And then I came in and facilitated the sounds of their instruments they had in their hands to connect with the pulse of what um, chief snake was doing. And it was So magical. These boys were transformed into this tribe that was so connected. Uh, And John said, I'd never run a drum circle like that before. I'm usually just playing my gathering drum. But to bring all these cultures in together and join in with the roots of rhythm.
1: Yeah. I went years ago. Years ago, I went to. There's a company called, I think it's Kyoto, the Demon Drummers of, of Japan. And that's all they do is play drums on, on stage. And some of them are like yeah. six foot high, these yeah. drums. And they're like standing in front of it, bang, bang, you know. Heiko drums. It, yeah. I mean, it's just like it was, I could feel it in the middle of my chest you know, uh, sitting in the audience, it was a, what a powerful experience.
3: Oh, yeah, the Kodo drummers.
1: Kodo drummers, yeah. That's about, oh, it's got to be 20 years ago, but You're I've sure never that, forgotten them.
3: No, how can you? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But when that rhythm began to go, but talking about drum circles is, you know, uh, you and I were talking before we, we came on air uh, about the one in High Park, which as you said, has now been, been uh, moved around a little bit, but uh, what what blew me away was what you were just talking about of the you know the simple rhythm and people would you know get out was eventually though, everyone was had the same rhythm. There was like a, a song being played and it just developed on its own. And anytime I've been at a drum circle, that happens. What is that? Talk to me about that. That's like synchronistic, unconscious magic
3: it is that's why we call it mystical magical uh transformative uh music making oh yeah right and it's all based on our innate historical connections that we have right back to utero
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
3: yeah entrainment is a a term that uh you may be familiar with Uh um but it's the power of when two or more opposing uh, entities come together and work because it has to, it can't, chaos has to resolve. So entrainment would be uh, the heartbeat of a baby and the heartbeat of the mother. They eventually sync up when the baby's heart becomes strong enough and it is guided by the mother's heartbeat.
2: Right. Gross. Well, and that happens also with tuning forks. When there's an experiment where you, you know, one is is vibrating, and you put one next to it, and it yeah. starts to vibrate with it. So it's uh, it's it's really amazing about this idea of vibration.
3: Yeah, vibrational connection. Mm-hmm. We all we all have it. We all have the power to 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 feel it. I have some students that come in and go, I do not have any connection to rhythm at all. Well, I'm a rhythm <laughs> dork. They may say. <laughs> And after three or four lessons, uh, they're playing, and it's uh, it's it's a breakthrough for them. And we've had so many breakthroughs here with our student base over 25 years of teaching our. Uh,
2: yeah, and I can attest, Doug, to uh, and the listeners that Soul Drums is absolutely magnificent. I, when I was looking around for a place for myself to learn how to drum and I wanted something simple. And when I walked into Soul Drums, I was blown away by the energy that I felt there. And it was this embrace that was, I could feel it. And then of course, you know, I met you and Paul and Altaf and, and, uh, you know, if, if now that the, even the rhythms that I've learned how to play is, is really, has really been quite remarkable for me. And I just have loved it so much. And, and as I said, I'm always loving hearing you guys play because it's just remarkable to see what you can do with so many drums. And And you even played in our student recital. I did. (laughs) I did. I'm so proud of myself.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we, we've, we've had students that have come in, um, like yourselves that are that are looking for a, um, a connection to the to the instrument but it goes far deeper than that uh, oh yeah.
2: yeah and i wanted to connect to myself and in particularly the sense of root chakra and i know that you know we we, we haven't touched on even the connection because you've studied and uh i believe in parts of africa as well and african drumming and that's also very that's root that's where we all originated from right
3: absolutely yeah, and uh, yeah, my time spent with Babatunde Ola uh, is was, you know, really uh, so fulfilling and, and life-altering.
2: I bet, I bet.
3: He's a Grammy Award-winning percussionist and drummer that recorded um, a an album in one weekend that was improvised. Huh. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it won a Grammy called Planet wow. Drum yeah and he i i only know this because i when i brought giovanni hidalgo the conguero master uh in to work with us at the store and you know we did a retreat weekend together and drum circles together and he did concert performances in toronto Uh, i asked him how the experience was because he was one of the seven percussionists mickey hart was one of the others and aerto Moreira from brazil um they went into a recording studio and Babatunde just said, okay, guys, uh, you're taking the lead on this one. And Zakir Hussain would sit down and play. And they would just listen and communicate. And commu- mm. And it, the record button went on and they recorded for uh, the better part of a day and that was it. Then they just mixed it and it was done.
2: Wow. So you've got a drum. We get to see you and your beautiful setup with all these beautiful drums around
3: you. So
2: uh, you've got, what have you got on your lap there?
3: Yeah, this is a a, a solid copper uh, doombek. And it's an Egyptian, North African style drum uh, that plays a lot of belly dancing stuff. And
1: before you were saying, oh, I want to. I know. I was like. (laughs) Hey, it makes me oh. want to get up there.
2: Fantastic. What a beautiful <laughs> yeah, really. sound, hey?
1: Oh, oh, oh it is. Yeah, it is a beautiful high. sound. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
3: The high and the low, all in one, and you can change pitch with it in the center. So the goblet-style drums like this are, are very popular in, in drum circles, like the, the djembe is a goblet-style drum. But carved right.
2: Out. Right.
3: with Right, okay. right. Um then once you get all the cowbells and percussion instruments and the smaller goodies going, um, it brings in all the sounds of the earth. You've got air, you've got water, you've got fire coming out of the drums, and all of these um, different uh, sounds come from different regions. And these are shakers, but they're not your average shaker. And... Again, lucky enough to meet the National Ballet of Ghana and the leader of that, uh, Ni Tete is his name. He showed me these instruments called kashakas. And it literally took me uh, six, seven, eight months playing them every day to at least get a rhythm out of them that I felt comfortable performing on. And um, yeah, he calls them his passport to the world. (laughs) <laughs> wow, because people at the, at the borders, they would say, you're a musician. Oh, really? You're a musician. Well, well can you can you play something for us? He goes, I, well, can you sing something? He goes, no, I don't sing. Um, I play these and he pulls them out of his pocket and <laughs> he shows them this. And they go, what? You play those? He goes, yeah, it's my main instrument. And it is. For the, an for the
2: listeners, it looks like little tiny balls on the ends of strings, like Christmas balls yeah. or something, like Christmas so ornaments. Why don't,
1: uh, why don't you actually play a rhythm uh, that you've discovered on that as we break for commercial?
3: Okay, I can certainly do that.
0: This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Yonge Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering.
1: Welcome back. We're here with Mr. Doug Soul, and we're talking about rhythm. Uh, You've got some things to, sh- to let us hear, not show, but let us hear Uh sort of how you discover where rhythm comes from in us, you know, getting in touch with that.
3: Yes. Yeah, so defining rhythm um, and, and music and harmony is really important because not only um, is music a universal communication tool. Um, if you, if you study music, you'll find out some definitions that can be brought right into our daily lives. Mm. So, Harmony, okay? You go to a piano and you take your forearm and you go <clears throat> on a piano and you've got chaos harmony. You get right. all of the notes, right? Yeah. And then, you know, a young child will go up to the same piano and take all the black notes and go. That's
2: what I can do. I know how to play that, yeah.
3: <laughs> and make a melody, right? So there's your initial... Um, But harmony really is the study of more than two notes being played simultaneously, right? So here's two notes. Here's two notes. One was more pleasing than the other two. Um, That's very pleasing, okay? So if you have a clash in harmonic notes, it's discordal. And in life, we can become discordal in the whole mm-hmm. planet right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. We need to be in discord. So how do we resolve that? We've all got to work together as one, oneness. Um, so the study of, of two notes being played simultaneously can also be pleasing. I'll add a third. harmony okay and chordal harmony can resolve and sound very pleasing so we've got to get there in terms of performing music you've got to study harmony in depth to be able to move in and out of the different keys and then um, this is not a harmony lesson that's that's for another time' <laughs> it's another probably interviewer um, I'm a drummer so rhythm the definition of rhythm, is all aspects of music that provide forward momentum. You don't have to be a drummer to play in rhythm. Mm. You take Mm -hmm. one sound on a flute, and then you play a second one, and a third and a fourth, and now you've got rhythm. So that forward momentum has got to be there, okay? Sometimes the forward momentum disappears, and you don't have rhythm in your life anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I just use the term life. Well, in harmony, it's when two or more people in life come together. Do they make a more pleasing whole, like in harmony, or do they clash? <laughs> so how do we resolve that relationship so we can connect deeper? We have to make sure that our values and our principles and the structures of how we appreciate each other' culture is taken into um, consideration. We have and I work. think
2: also, Doug, another thing that you've already referred to is that also it's about listening.
3: Listening, yeah.
2: We have to listen to each other.
3: In rhythm, there is just—it's just as important to hear the gaps that it is to hear the note,
1: mm-hmm.
3: right? People don't like gaps. No. <laughs> Like silence,
1: yeah, exactly. In conversation, not. I mean, we cut each other off in order to
2: try and, you know, be heard.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
2: There are no gaps. If there's and gaps, what's it's like, that drum you're playing there? Sorry to I interrupted you. Yeah, speaking of interrupting,
3: this is a handmade Canadian, beautiful instrument called an oracle. We sell them at our store. It's a hand pan, and it is a meditation-based instrument. Beautiful. Once you learn how to play it with the finger technique that is used on bongos, um, you can pull sounds out of this instrument. I'll play a little bit of the oracle for you so you can hear how rhythm and harmony in an improvised way can come out of this instrument. So.
2: It has that sense of like
1: the, the kettle drums, you know, that you hear some of the island's uh, bands use, you know, but people it's know. it's not, just so that people know, it's actually, it's, it's like, a, it's not a, a concave, it's actually a convex uh, a yeah. piece of metal that's sitting there.
3: It's like an inverted steel pan from the Tr- Trinidad uh, mm. music styles.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 it's, it's the exact opposite.
3: Yeah, uh, that's right, it, it is beautiful
1: that's amazing yeah that's amazing you know i think people people have a tendency to to associate drumming with you know who are not in music uh, drumming to the military somehow the military have you know captured that or the and the masculine
3: energy of and the, the military yes the men yeah, you know? warrior energy right?
1: yeah yeah you know
3: the sound of the snare drums and the bass drums to that's start, right uh you know The attack comes, and it sounds like we're bigger than we are. Hell, you know, you got yourself a
1: parade. (laughs) You got a parade happening. (laughs) You know, I'm reading this book right now. It's called uh, "When the Drummers Were Women."
3: Yes, Uh, Lane Redmond. Yes,
1: yes, Uh, it's uh, the spiritual history of rhythm. Uh, Awesome book. This, I mean, I just so recommend this book. It's amazing. Uh, uh, You know, in terms of how men took over the whole the whole ritual of spirituality. And then, of course, the Catholic Church destroyed it, you know, by silencing the women completely, you know, mm-hmm. and, and became a male uh, bastion, which it still is, uh, in many ways, it still is. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, I mean, women are involved in, and then it became very militaristic, you know. Uh, I think we lose so much here.
3: Oh, the, that that is a tremendous book, Lane Redman. Yeah, she, uh, the late Lane Redman. I have to say, she's part of the uh, Remo family. Um, And I belong to the Remo Drum and Percussion family as a a hand drummer. And uh, I met her once, um, gosh, I'm going to say 20 years ago, wonderful woman. And she wanted to um, get her thesis and master's and she chose that topic and she played Mm -hmm. frame drums and she dove into the history and found carvings on the walls of uh, all the uh, Egyptian goddesses. And they are all... They had historians take apart the drawings and say, "Okay, is that a plate? Are they actually serving food? No, they're playing <laughs> right. on a tambourine, on a cistrum, and they are bringing forward the power of the the feminine and the yeah. earth and yeah,
1: the divine feminine,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a wonderful read. You're making the, yeah my hair fantastic.
2: Shit. Ooh, <laughs> <I'm going>. Wonderful. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, it's just it's really quite. It, had I we not been meeting with you tonight, uh, I'm not sure I would have picked this up. But I thought, oh, okay, so we're saying you know you're a guy. Uh, this is interesting. You know uh, that when uh, the drummers were women, and I started reading, it and I'm just like blown away by it.
3: Yeah, the I'm, I
2: definitely want to read that book, and and there are more women that are. I know a number of women who are really into drumming.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask that. I mean, do do women? It's almost like women are rec- would be reclaiming. The divine feminine.
2: Yes?
3: Yeah. Well, 25 years ago when we opened the store, there probably would have been two students that were women. And now it's 50%. Easily, wow. Easily Perfect. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Our last student of the day with a young girl. She'd been taking lessons here for seven years. And she can play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. That's wow.
1: fantastic. Well, You have an indigenous... Uh, drum as well
3: um i do have one here that's kind of a hybrid in indigenous drum um and it's was invented by uh the remo drum company uh, but it takes me back to listening to chief john snake talk about um his learnings and his teachings that he would share um and there were so many things that I I wish I wrote it all down, but, um, you know, talking about the power of seven and how, uh, the body is made up of 70% water and there's seven continents and there's seven orifices on the human body. And seven is just a magical, um, number for them and how the medicine drum in his, um, culture is filled with 70% water. Oh. Yeah. And, and these things they knew long before anybody even discovered there was seven continents, right? Um, Amazing. So the, the power of the earth is built into this drum. It's got, um, the sound of air and water and fire all built into one, one instrument. And Remo uh, created this ocean drum, and I always use it as a, um, not always, but as a closer to bring people into listening to the drums that they just finished performing in a drum circle and how it was a train going down the tracks and everybody was to the ending of this intense rhythm they played together and learned together as a, as a first time drumming ensemble. And then you go quiet into silence. And then I ask people to listen to their mind's eye and close their eyes and hear the music in their brain. And then I'll perform a little bit on the ocean drum and get them to be thoughtful in how they reflect about why they're in this room today and what's the deepest connection that they've learned over the last hour, and what is it? And then we all share that together. But I play this while they think with their eyes closed, listening to boom chugga bunka chicka boom in their heads, right, so the ocean drum.
1: Yeah. I've heard them referred to as a rain drum. Yeah. Yeah, that's a wave.
3: Sounds like you're on the beach in Hawaii. That's fantastic. I can go there. (laughs) And after, you know, you can play the the swish sound for quite a while. You even sit it on your lap and, and, um, you know, use it as a a pre-bedtime relaxation sound. But then...
1: Playing in the uh, background there. Uh we'd like to thank you for being here. We have to come, you have to come back, dude. Uh, we I feel like we just barely started. Next week, we're going to be getting ready for Canadian Thanksgiving, which is about seven weeks before the American Thanksgiving. Why is that? Well you're gonna to have to come here next week and we'll share why Canada's Thanksgiving is so much earlier. And also some amazing things about what happens when we discover what gratitude is and how it works. It's quite remarkable what it can do in turning around our lives. So this is it for this week. We uh, wish you a great week. We wish this man in the background just playing away here. Just keep the rhythm going, man. And, thank you, Doug.
2: Uh, thank you, Doug. Yeah, thank you so much. For this
1: week. We'll see you back here next Thursday, October 7th at 8 p.m.
0: Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.